When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Welcome along to the Melchester Odyssey uh, episode 201. Um, I have in my left hand the, wow, what the fuck does that say? 18th of May, 1984. Mm. Once again, the address where it was delivered to has been scrawled over the date by some news agent who sloppy might well be dead by now might well be dead uh, by now yeah if you think about well. it <clears throat> news agents were quite old back then um at least they, the they, was they appeared to be didn't they there was one at the end of my Everyone road did. where i had it reserved and i remember the man vividly he, he looked he did look old and it he walked into this shop and it was quite sparsely um stocked you know like we don't get that so much anymore. Like, we, we will do as, you know, Brexit, the, the impact of Brexit continues to yeah. ravage, ravage, ravage our nation. Ravage, um, yeah, ravage. But like, you know, it was not bountiful. There was like a few, they stopped. Mm. I think they only stopped the things that they had people already committed to, ha- like reserving. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I'd go in and go, can you reserve shoot for me every week? And they'd go, yeah, but only then. Would... So basically they'd reserve to order. They wouldn't just go, here's a load of shoots, go for your life, kids. Mm. So as a business model, I'm not sure. Anyway, let's not get into the newsagent's business model of the 80s. But it was... <laughs> that's it was... for another time. That's for another time. Dive. That's a deeper dive. <laughs> but there was, there, was, uh, there was not much in there. And it reeked of fags. I mean, this couple who ran yeah. it, they were quite creepy, like slightly the West vibes sort of thing, mm. right? Although this was long before I was aware of the, the West's activities. No, none of us were aware. Um, but it would have been when they were operating in Gloucestershire. Anyway, again, peak. again, let's not get into that now. And I'm not saying these news agents killed anyone, but it was very weird and peculiar and there wasn't much in there and it just dunk of fags like so strong and like i was quite desensitized to fags as we all were like my house stunk of fags everywhere i went stunk of fags even school stunk of fags we, yeah of course one of the things i found no my mate was clearing out his storage over easter and he found our old school yearbook and started sending me pictures from it so there was a pic right. there was a picture of my form group which i put on twitter and then deleted but i am going to put it on for the turbo because in this picture there are various characters who are nothing short of top flight time machine legends and well this is it i saw the zoom in wankers trying to name and shame them 
Well, they were on Twitter after they, they posted. They the were picture. definitely right about one of they were, them. They were all correct. Yeah, were they? yeah. Uh, I think they only tried to spot one, like the most obvious one, little Elvis, and they Elvis. they got it right. But there are a yeah. couple of others who are almost who are in the canon who are in that picture, and I, I was amazed <laughs> to see this picture. But he was sending me various other pictures, and what was funny was he sent me one of the caretaker, which I'll send to you just because, like, pictures of. 80s school caretakers is a rich vein of content potentially for the future <laughs> this caretaker yeah. is fucking superb right and i'd sort of half forgotten him because we had like a squad of caretakers but knows how the school afforded it but there was definitely more than one right i i think this might be crowdfundable but a coffee table book of 1980s caretakers yes. would be yeah very readable. But there was also this character who I know has come up on an episode before called Mr. Swindonbank, who was from Northern Ireland and was a maths teacher. And he used to, I've talked to him before because he used to come in every morning and say to my mate's class, my mate was in his tutor group, he'd walk in and just go, oh, his catchphrase was, I am shattered. Yeah. <laughs> I am shattered. I have come all the way from Hastings on three separate trains this morning. You only live half a mile from the school and yet you are later than me. Right. But he also was spotted regularly on his long commute back, sipping furtively from a small bottle of whiskey. But this photo in the yearbook, the yearbook photos would have been chosen by the teachers. They would have selected from a selection of photos taken by students. Is of this yeah. bloke, right? There's just a small shot of him just turning to one side, sat on a bench in the playground, furtively smoking a fag, <laughs> right? They've chose that picture. This yearbook is sold to everyone, and it's also used as a promotional material for, be- for parents thinking of sending their kids to this school. Excellent. So between that and the caretaker, who, who used to not only smoke throughout the day, but also if you went up to him and said, I mean, I never smoked, but I had a mate who used to always say to him, all right, Tom, give us a fag. And they just go, all right, it's the last one. And just give him a fag, right, to smoke. <laughs> so what I'm saying is everything and everyone stunk of fags in the 80s. But, yeah. But even by that, so I was desensitised. I thought that was just normal base level. But this shop stunk so much of fags that it was actually noticeable. Yeah. Uh, and anyway, the guy, I suppose what you said was, He'd probably dead. This guy must be dead. The amount he was smoking must be. But he looked about lung cancer. he looked about two hundred years old, like the emperor from fucking Star Wars, <clears throat> right? But yeah, for all we know, the cunt was thirty-five. Yeah. So um, yes, yeah, the nineteenth of May, nineteen eighty-four, and across the top it tells us Rovers Cup final lineup shock inside, because of course we've got the FA Cup final coming up. And there's that uh, little yellow box in the top left-hand corner on the front page that tells us what's been going on. And it says, Walford, the club which Roy had briefly managed. And Melchester Rovers had reached the final of the FA Cup during the build-up to the final. Pressures exerted by Joe Bellamy. Bellamy. (coughs) Excuse me. Pressures. The Walford captain led to Rovers suffering an incredible run of injuries uh, in a league match against Holverton. Um, and Joe Bellamy's pressures are clearly working chief amongst them being a helicopter with a banner I'm going to apply uh, some pressures <coughs> on Melchester I've got, a, I've got a small list here that I've made on my notepad under the heading <laughs> pressures <laughs> number one pressure certain... fly aeroplane over Mel Park 
Number two pressure, fly helicopter over Mel Park. <laughs> Number three pressure, shit talk Roy Race in the media. <laughs> what was it last week it said? Yeah, Roy said, we're charging around like a bunch of bad-tempered mules, just as he would have hoped. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so it says, yeah, a league match against Holverton. And right on the on the front here, did this happen at the end last week? Can't remember. But Roy is limping off, and <clears throat> Taffy Morgan is there with a blue towel to wrap around him when he comes off. I don't know what injury he sustained. Um, did that happen at the end of the last one? I can't remember. I'm just looking at last week's issue. Yeah. Yeah, Roy injured himself by scoring a goal. Yeah, it's the only way Roy the one can where he went, himself. Oh, I really hit that. <laughs> he's fucking injured himself. He's hit it so fucking hard. I he's hit injured the ball by so hard. Rocket. My leg nearly flew off. Injured by his own rocket. He self-injured himself. And he's limping off looking forlorn. Taffy Morgan's got the blue towel to keep him warm when he comes off. Uh, the fans are saying, Roy's limping off. He must have damaged his left ankle, scoring Melchester's third goal. That's a very precise diagnosis from somebody who's like, yeah. I don't know, 500 feet away. Who but, the fuck are you? Okay. I know, exactly. Dr. Fucking Ankle. Um, <laughs> if the king, in inverted commas, which of course Roy wants them all to call him, <laughs> what Roy's nicknames was last week, wasn't it? Uh, if the king misses the final two, we might as well give the cup to Walford. <laughs> the king. Um, Melch- don't give the cup to them. Don't don't just turn up at no, Wembley in front of fifty thousand of your own fans and then just give them the cup. You know, make an effort. It says Melchester have been reduced to eight men. Fucking hell! Now one more, and I think you can get the game abandoned, can't you? That's in the rules. If you're down to seven men, the match can be abandoned. Just get one sent off. I know the Lampards will be writing in telling me that that's not a rule anymore, or it's never been a rule. Or they're not called rules; they're called laws, uh, and etc. etc. Yeah. Et also, <clears throat> like you should know by now, if you've listened to this pod for any length of time at all, we don't give a fuck about the rules of football. Like that's just that, that's just a fucking Lampard thing, isn't it? Actually, I think you're fine. Yeah. Well, it wasn't offside. If you refer to sometimes, you see arguments like that on Twitter, don't you? Like, uh, yeah. it, no, he actually wasn't offside. I don't agree with it, but if you refer to the laws, in fact, I've screen grabbed it off of the FA, the Football Association website here. Yeah. Fucking I mean, last weekend rules. was a prime example of why football Twitter is one of the worst things in the world because mm. that thing where Andy Robertson, Liverpool, got elbowed in the neck mm. by the linesman. Good, by Le- the way. Legend. Good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, it, it threw up all kinds of fucking Manchester United, Liverpool um, rivalry because Roy Keane had called Andy Robertson a big uh, baby. Yeah, fuck's sake. <laughs> Again, legend. Yeah, legend. <laughs> that's 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 top flight time machine spilling into real don't, life there. Don't call our player a baby. You, you're a baby. <laughs> Why? Why is Sky employing this Manchester United player to comment on Liverpool when there's clearly a rivalry which has been deep set for many decades he's clearly not impartial yeah fuck him when he calls Robertson a baby no and now I'm upset you've upset me and the rest of the Scouse nation (laughs) I don't want to sound like a Lampard or like Keir Starmer 
but mm-hmm. touch touch the official at all. Ten match ban. There you go. <laughs> and then nobody's no no, no linesmen are going to be elbowing anybody in the neck. Yeah, no, exactly. Refs refs should be fucking protected more. I do agree with that. I've always been astonished the degree to which people are allowed to have a pop at refs in the Premier yeah. in in top flight football. We know it goes on in non-league and we know it goes on in kids football amazingly by the dads on the sidelines and that's all really horrible actually and but it all comes from the example being set at the top and like it doesn't happen it's very rare that we will take the side of rugby but it just doesn't fucking happen in rugby or anything else you're fucking out if you start playing up like that it's unbelievable just just make make them all up Mike, Mike them all up and we can all hear what they're saying. Mike the cunts up. And I'm getting a T-shirt yeah. with that written on it. <laughs> Mike the cunts up. Right? It's fucking yeah. ridiculous. It is ridiculous if you go to a kid's game. I mean, my son's not really playing football anymore. He's given up on it. But, you know, if you go to a kid's game and the adults are fucking swearing and effing and jeffing at the fucking mm. rep, that is pathetic. I mean, they need to fucking grow up. But, you know, if the multi-millionaire fucking players are doing it and, and their dads are doing it, then what hope the fucking kids got of knowing how to behave like normal people? Exactly, exactly. Are you familiar with the latest um, school pl- schoolyard expression when a hard challenge goes in? No. Brexit means Brexit. Oh! <laughs> I love that. That is great. That's great. That is really great. Oh, Brilliant. Oh man, but yeah, I've got a mate. His, his son plays like for a couple of teams on weekends, mm. and like th- this dad's getting sent off mm. and fucking banned from the touchlines yeah. for like six Fuck. weeks regularly. Fuck's sake, just out of control. Like fucking hell, grow it's up. It's football. It's a fucking children's but game. Like the whole thing with football, it's the same. It's just like all of it is just fucking madness. Like the 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 fact that like. These men are going on. It, it's all tied into the same thing. The bloke's going on complaining about something that Roy Keane said on television that's upset them and becoming irate about it. Some of these men, like the the obvious thing to say about idiots who lose their temper on the internet is, oh, he's probably just a virgin in his in his mother's basement. But I can tell you, the sort of guys going mental over football like that and getting their knickers in a twist, they're like grown fucking adults with good jobs and fucking children. Do you know what I mean? They're they're otherwise normal men. I mean, I can't say that I've never got over the top about football onto it. I haven't done it in quite a few years now, but I have done it before, you know, um, Mm. because it's it's easy to get triggered. Although that would usually be if someone's being directly abusive. I, I don't think I would get ever, I allow myself to get triggered by someone just saying a bad thing about my team. Like, I am <laughs> astonished. But, like, if someone says, oh, you fucking West Ham kind of getting stuck into West Ham fans or me personally, then you might get the ump. But, like, if, I'm astonished the degree to which adults will get upset and annoyed and sometimes, like, furious about someone saying a bad thing about their football team. It's so funny. Yeah. It's like madness, That's isn't weird. it? It is. So, I don't know, we got onto that, but, yeah, Melchester have been reduced to eight men. Um, oh yeah, it's about the rules of the game, the laws of the game. Holverton are really pushing forward. Of course they are. Bombarding the Rovers goal. Heck, this looks dangerous. Heck, what the heck? Of course, uh, coined by Kevin Keegan in his Heckin book. Heckin' fuck. Fucking heck, Gene. Uh, it, it, it enters the Melchester 
vernacular. Yeah. Heck, this looks dangerous. Continued on colour pages inside. Okay, here we go. What happens? As the ball bobbled about, it says, uh, that's mine, thinks Steve Naylor. Get some advice from behind in the crowd. Clear it, Naylor, anywhere. Clear it, clear it. Uh, fucking clear it. But just as Steve Naylor lashed at the loose ball, here comes Charlie Carter. Also going for it. Because the mistake here is Naylor thought that's mine instead of, of course, shouting mine. Yeah. The idiot. Yeah, yeah. You have to say it out loud. Naylor. These are the basics. So Charlie Carter dives at his feet uh, and Steve Naylor boots him basically off the elbow. Uh, oh! Uh, says Charlie Carter. Charlie! Shouts Naylor. And Charlie, Charlie Carter's down. Oh, no, not Charlie Carter, too, says Roy. It's unbelievable, says Taffy Morgan as he runs off with his little bag of um, medicines to try and help him. It says the full-time whistle blew seconds later, so the game's over. Uh, What a shambles. We won 3-1, but lost four key players doing it. It's as if Walford had put a jinx on us, (laughs) shouts the crowd. Uh, of course, they could take their time treating Charlie Carter. There's no hurry. Jalapeño. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jalapeño. Uh, Alec Amor. Caretaker chairman, of course. It's a great name, Alec Amor. Yeah, I don't know how to say that, but where'd that come from? Absolutely lovely. I wonder if it's an anagram or something. Yeah. Anagram. It's an anagram of a really perverse sex act. That, um, <laughs> it so, into. It's, it's code. <laughs> yeah, it's he's code, putting the code, code out there that he's available to yeah. do what's known as Alec Amor in. Amor is probably a, an amalgamation of initials of, of mm. certain key people in his life <laughs> and his uh, nocturnal activities. Either that, or it sounds like <laughs> anal mechanic <laughs> orifice retro- robot. <laughs> or I was going to say retribution. Anal mechanical orifice retribution. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what are you doing Saturday night? You up for some Amor? Yeah, I'll meet you in the woods at the usual spot. The, th- the third fallen tree on the left. I'll bring the generator. Uh, so Alec Amor goes over to Roy and Charlie Carter. Charlie Carter's still holding his arm. Roy, it's Charlie? Question mark. We're not sure yet, Alec. You don't have to worry about me anyway. It's just a slight ankle sprain. With only a few minutes left, I thought I'd better take myself off before it got any worse. I'll be fit for the final. Fucking hell, thank God for that. That means they can probably win the game then, because Roy's playing. Yeah. 
You know, it's like that old thing. If it's Marky Smith and your granny on bongos, it's the fall. Yeah, exactly. If it's that's if all. It's that's Roy what, I'm sure Roy said that. He goes, it, if it's Roy Race <laughs> and your granny on bongos, then it's Melchester Rollers. Next question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it says, uh, "I'll be fit for the final," but I would like to say the same for the others. And it looks like it's seen from an episode of Mash. <laughs> just fellas lying around, <laughs> fellas lying around on tables, and fuck knows what going on. Fellas in slings, uh, knees being treated. Duncan Mackay's all Dun- strapped Duncan up. Duncan Mackay's done up like a fucking mummy. They've mummified the cunt. <laughs> they have. Yeah. I am covered in chance. bandages from head to toe. My entire skeletal know. frame is destroyed. <laughs> I will be. I will now retreat to a tomb until the <laughs> eve of the final, whereby I will emerge and undergo a late fitness test. Many people credit the ancient Egyptians, with the invention of the pyramid. But in fact, they first existed in Scotland, in East Kilbride, where injured Scotsmen would be bandaged and put inside a pyramid for months on end in order to heal and come back more powerful. I think you'll find that East Kilbride was actually one of the new towns that was built in oh, the late no. 1970s. Just thought, sorry, if I didn't see it, they would. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, I how think could, you'll find that how actually... could there be pyramids in East Kilbride going back before <laughs> ancient Egypt when East Kilbride didn't even exist until the 70s? Yeah, well, how could there be fucking Scottish pyramids? Haven't you thought about that first, you cunt? I think you'll find that the area of East Kilbride has always existed, but that it was housed in the 1970s as part of the Newtown programme. Oh, such an ordeal. Anyway, so yeah, uh, Alec Amos says it's like a battlefield. And it is. It is. Uh, over the page, we've got a great frame here where you've got the four players uh, and it's headshots of each of them looking really solemn. Uh, it says the damage, damage in inverted commas, I don't know why, but okay. The damage soon became apparent. And there you've got each player with their name and their injury. It's like a fact file. Uh, Duncan Mackay, hairline fracture of two ribs. Noel Baxter, badly strained ligaments in left knee. <laughs> Kenny Logan, se- severe bruising of the neck and shoulder. Ouch. Of course, Kenny Logan got injured. Got, got injured pretending to fly, didn't he? <laughs> ah, At half time. I've bruised myself <laughs> on the neck and shoulder. I didn't think I can play in the cup final. <laughs> you stupid bastard. What kind of injury is that? Look at Duncan. He's got airline <laughs> fracture and two ribs. That's a man's injury. You've got a bit of bruising because you pretended Some to bruising. fly in the dressing room, you daft bastard. <laughs> Ma, my mother says I'm uh, not to risk it. When you're bruised, it can get worse. You can get more internal bleeding. And it can turn septic. I'm in too much pain to contribute to the ongoing debate about the geographical history of East Kilbride. Yeah, well, probably it's best you fucking bow out gracefully, you soppy little tart. I thought they built them stronger than that up north of the border. Clearly not. You should have stopped a fucking, fucking... You should have stopped to a state agent like your fucking old man wanted you to. That's a fucking fairies' business, flocking houses. I hope them fucking new houses in East Kilbride are built stronger than you, you cunt. <laughs> right, what we got next? Ask oh. your dad, he'll know. Charlie Carter, what's the matter with you? 
Um, but um, dropped now in left elbow. Very bad. No drop. No drop. Must heal. Bury. Bury in ground for four day and four night. Evil spirits trapped in elbow. (laughs) Cast out evil spirit. Injury gone. Simple. Dupa cup final. Not sure, boss. 50 50 at the moment. Mm. A case of wait and see. <laughs> Evil spirit, very unpredictable. <laughs> but that wasn't the end of it. Oh, fuck, what's happening now? As Roy arrived for a light training session a few days before the final. I mean, God, that's all they can do, isn't it? A light training session. They should lock them all up in... No, they should mummify a lot of them, mm. I think. So Roy runs over. Good grief, what's happened now, Taffy? It's Glenn Ritchie, Roy. He had a bet with Steve Naylor. Oh, fuck me. Oh, I mean, no, you know. They're, they're betting no betting now. before the cup final. <laughs> he had a bet with Steve Naylor to see which one of them could make the most standing jumps in one minute. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, hey, well done, lads. Hey, I tell you what, I'll bet you a thousand quid, right, that I can do more standing <laughs> jumps than you in a minute. It's like something Finchy in the office would come out with. Oh, Jesus, yeah. Yeah, and Roy says, don't tell, tell me. Glenn slipped and turned his ankle. He's right, he has. Um, God, is that his ankle? It's all red. Fucking hell. Uh, he's fucking afraid, Sue. Poor old Taffy. He's like the only fucking... He does everything, doesn't he? They say he's a physio, he's but like Roy barely joins in on coaching or anything at all. Yeah. Taffy runs the whole club from top to bottom, as far as yeah. I can see. Pretty much. He's the he's the, the unsung hero. Freed so, Roy, it's swollen up like a balloon already. Steve Naylor, of course, he had the bet with, <laughs> looms over him and just says, tough luck, Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like you're out of the cup final. Probably, oh, well. You'll probably never make <laughs> one ever again. Yeah, I'll, uh, just give me that grand whenever you've got it, mate. No rush. <laughs> <laughs> Hard lines. <laughs> <laughs> Glenn Rishi goes, oh... <laughs> Um, Vic Guthrie's holding him, holding onto him by the shoulder. Reassurance. Uh, two days before the final, the Melchester fans received grim news. And there's three newspaper headlines. It's a very, very evocative visual spectacle, this issue. Lots going on. I love it. So one of them, one of the back page headlines says, The Patchwork Rovers. The Melchester Guardian, oh, Mel- Guardian, eh? Says, mm. Glenn Ritchie is latest casualty. Those, 15,000 words from Barney Ronnie inside. Yeah, those cunts, I've told you, I don't want them fucking weirdos at any more press conferences. Fucking oddballs. <laughs> oh, Barney Ronnie's done 2,000 words about the history of the UK fairground for some reason at the start of this thing. <laughs> I can't make... Have you ever tried to read one of their articles? I can't make fucking head nor tail of it. They fucking come in here, half of them in sandals, eating their fucking lentil sandwiches... They fucking they they fart non stop. They fart non stop because of their fucking weird diet. <laughs> fucking turning up with their VW Beatles. Ask me their fucking Fuck strange me. questions. I mean, none of them ever want to join me in the feathers for an off the record briefing <laughs> afterwards. Fucking weirdos. I invited that Bernard, Bernard Roday or whatever his name is <laughs> to tits night at the feathers. That usually. <laughs> That usually wins over even the most fucking harsh critics in the press. That gets them all on side. It, it gets them all on side, no problem. I'll buy him a couple of fucking drinks, let him get his eyes on old Pamela's tits. She always puts on a great show. 
right? And then he'd be good as gold. But no, he didn't even want to come. Weird fucking <laughs> bastard blushed, said no, thank you, and disappeared in his fucking VW Beetle. <laughs> Oh, the final headline says, five key men ruled out of Rovers' cup squad. Uh, so there we are. And th- then on the next one from one of the papers is Melchester's probable lineup. Let's go through this and see who's going to be playing in the cup final, we think. Number one, first of all, standout, Walter Williams. Remember Love Walter it. Williams? Fuck the it now. Nerve-addled. Goalie. Baby man, yeah. Walter Williams, yeah. who you know was so nervous that they had to bring back Tubby Morton at one point because yeah. Williams wasn't up to the job of being number two. So Walter Williams is going to be in goal. Number two, Earl Bridger, no idea. Uh, number three, uh, I can sorry, bet you five, Errol Bridger will be a black character because back in these days they only gave black characters certain <laughs> names, name, and one of them was Errol. <laughs> My favourite Errol was the one in Made in Britain. Which was oh, the yeah. the Tim Roth fucking great? Thing, right? yeah. Tim Roth was the skinhead. Yeah, and uh, and and doesn't he was, convince him to try um, and bleach himself at one point? It's really horrible. Oh, I think so. Yeah, it's it's mostly horrible. It's an Alan Clark directed yeah. thing, and Alan Clark of course did Scum as well. And it's um, what's he called? The social workers played by who was the fellow with the big nose and the bill who used to work on the desk? The sergeant. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, I think he's. he's I think big... his son went to my primary school. That Did geezer. he? I think so. Let me just. If his surname's Smith, so Bob, Bob Cryer, he was called, wasn't yeah. he? Bob Cryer was the character. Yeah. <clears throat> and there's a great bit where they they ransack all their um, their files in the office. They break in and ransack the files, and Tim Roth's character says to Bob Cryer, uh, "Are pissed on my files." Oh yeah. Errol shit on his. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, played by oh, Eric Richard. Eric Richards. Eric Richards, that's him. That's him. So um Errol Bridges number two. Vic Guthrie number five. Steve Nealon number three. Trevor Cassidy number six. They're not listed numerically for reasons I don't understand. Jimmy Slade number four. Blackie Gray number eight. Rob Richards at seven. Roy Race nine. Mervyn Wallace ten. Neville Jones eleven. It's not a bad side. Yeah, I mean, especially as, to be from? honest, Trevor Cassidy and Mervyn Wallace, especially Mervyn Wallace, I thought he remained a mainstay of the team anyway. Yeah. I didn't know he'd fallen so, out of favour in the first place. I think you can yeah. rely on him. And that Gosden substitute number 12. Uh, television cameras visited Rovers training ground in London. Oh, Errol Bridget is white. Oh, okay. Forget, edit Fucking everything hell. out that I said. I might have done a reverse <laughs> racism. <laughs> Errol Bridget is only 19 years old. He's strong, fast for a defender and has been playing brilliantly for the reserves. Good. One for the future. But unfortunately, they've still got Nat Gosden on the bench. And the, the TV man says, also into the side comes goalkeeper Walter Williams, together with old campaigners Trevor Cassidy and Mervyn Wallace with Nat Gosden as sub. It certainly isn't the team that Roy Race would normally have picked for the FA Cup final. And as crowds flock to Wembley Stadium on the morning of the game, there's the old Wembley with the Twin Towers... Uh, at least Roy is fighting fit, but this is going to be a tremendous test of Rovers' reserve strength. The Walford players probably can't believe their luck, especially Joe Bellamy. And um, Bellamy there with his team, uh, about to lead them out. It'd be much more satisfying to thrash Melchester's first team, but this, this lot will do us, eh, lads? Yeah. Hey, bet, Joe. Let's go for it, Walford. Oh, great. Great uh, pre-match no banter. 
there's no guarantees at all that Bellamy's, what are they called, Walford, are going to be able to beat Melchester. So they walk out side by side. It's it's that classic Wembley thing there. Fans of both colours uh, divided with their banners. And so Bellamy and Roy walked out side by side for the most eagerly awaited cup final in the history of the competition. Walford! Melchester! Melchester! And here's the moment the captains prepare for the toss-up. Bellamy... Bellamy says, no way for you to hide now, race. We're really going to do a job on this raggle-taggle mob of yours. <laughs> raggle-fucking-taggle? What raggle-taggle. Where'd well, you get that from, Bellamy, you fucking weirdo? You're on drugs. <laughs> you can try, Joe. May the best team win, as they say. Whereas I like to say, we're going to fucking marmalise you. <laughs> get ready. And they kick off. Hooray! Shout the fans. Big fences up there around the ground, around the perimeter. Uh, as was the case back then. I don't remember there being fences at Wembley. No, I don't remember yeah, that. Yeah, that, 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 that would have been, grounds. yeah, that would have been quite a big deal, wouldn't it? But yeah, I suppose I pitch that. invasions would have been quite popular if you win the cup final. But mm. there was the running track. They haven't got the running track here yeah. anyway. No, it's just shambles. Uh, hooray shout the fans watch Walford work it out to their left they'll be anxious to put early pressure on that kid Bridger and indeed they do and here it comes Walford are on the attack if young Bridger cracks Joe Bellamy has won the battle of nerves and the FA Cup (laughs) fuck it all depends on this moment I've weighed my pants (laughs) I wish I hadn't come (laughs) Uh, we'll find out, but Earl Bridger looks confident. We'll see, I guess. Yeah, Something, uh, I think tell, probably something tells me the lad's going to have a fucking blinder. Yeah, it's going to kick this cunt over that fence, I think. Yeah. By the look of it. Uh, in next week's sizzling episode, two goals. One is disallowed. Marks out of 10 for that. I give that 11. Yeah, it's a solid 10 from me. It was brilliant. That was a- anything that brings episode. Roy up against Bellamy is a fucking... Absolutely, but Plus, it had drama all the way through, yeah. Oh, all the extra features as well, like that lineup of the players and their yeah. injuries and the, the the team sheet and everything. It, yeah, you know, above and beyond the great ma- stuff. The, the madness in the dressing room, all of it. Great. Yeah, yeah. Right, we'll be back to find out what happens in the FA Cup final next week. Thank you very much for listening and goodbye. Goodbye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. 
No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.